Uh, if you find that your time in your business is is really consuming you completely, uh, it might be it might pay you to listen to this week's podcast episode with my guest Mike Dallas Peterson. Uh, Mike is a, an integrator, so he helps businesses figure out where the bottlenecks are in their business, in their marketing, in their sales, in their operations, and frees up that time for them by by implementing technology, automating systems, integrating workflows uh, to make life easier for you so that you can focus on the things that you're good at and, and stop you doing the things that are slowing you down or even draining your energy. So I think you're going to enjoy our conversation and the insights that Mike has and, and the kind of things to be watching for uh, when you know that you need somebody like, like him and his services. Uh, so enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are. Because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Now, back to the show. All right, Mike, thank you for joining us. Um, I don't know if it's like like you for you in British Columbia, but the spring keeps saying it's coming and the summer keeps saying it's coming. And then I wake up this morning, it's almost a frost again. So hopefully it's a little bit warmer where you are in BC. But Yeah, I woke up, I woke up 12, 12 Celsius and today it's supposed to be around 27. So okay. we're about... We're, we're getting, I'm in the Okanagan, so it's like, you know, beautiful here. But again, like you, the last two weeks have been pretty rainy and gloomy and stuff like that too. So, right. um, but yeah, the future looks really good, actually really cool. Pot, so, yeah. Awesome. So we're, we're going to talk today a little bit about kind of automation for businesses. And I think a lot of the challenges for people listening is, you know, they're, they're focused on, you know, finding the next deal or finding the next investor. Uh, but they've got all these other balls they need to juggle in the air. So, perhaps, perhaps kick off. What is a what is it you do? How, how did you get into it, and what is it is it that you do for people? Yeah. So, good question. So, how I got into it was like completely by accident. Um, I, I basically stumbled upon an industry that not too many people are in, and uh, and we basically, I think that a few of us in the industry coined the term like integrate integrator or remote integrator, um, and so. Um, it's just an easier way of describing what we do. So uh, we're not like, you know, specific marketers or ads people or funnel builders or hackers or whatever you, you know, those those terms out there. We're not, you know, any one specific of those. We do pretty much everything. So a lot of times when you're, you know, going out and you're looking to hire consultants or you're looking to hire this, a lot of times it's very like linear, like you're hiring them for specific jobs here and there. And what integrators really like to do is like, we really like to focus on doing almost everything. So we like building the funnels, the websites, the nurture sequences, the campaigns, the CRMs, um, whatever it might be. We like, we like to make sure that we're handling almost everything for you. So we basically, you know, if we, we can't do it ourselves, we have people that are in the background, like graphic designers, coders, um, you name it, uh, video editors, we have everyone in the background kind of like just waiting to go. So you don't have to go find, you know, someone else to do that and someone else to do that. You hire me and I'm just going to get this all done for you. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's just a bit, a bit of a, 
it's a bit more work for us and, and, and things like that. But my my biggest the reason why I got into it or why we I've like narrowed my concentration into like doing it this way is because there was just so many times that I had clients that were getting burned um and just being like outrageously charged and all this kind of stuff. And I just didn't agree with it. So eventually what I did is I just like formed really cool partnerships with like graphic designers and coders and all this kind of stuff. And I said, Hey, listen, do you mind if I just um you know send some work your way you give me a, a decent price and then we'll uh we'll uh we'll have a, f- a future and a lot of like my coder has been with me for almost five years you know i have two virtual assistants that have been with me since 2017 you know so there's a lot of cool relationships that i built from that um but where it started um and again like by accident i was i was um i was working you know your corporate job you see your typical like you know i got to get out of the corporate world story where didn't want to do what i was doing i just had we, we uh, my wife and i just had our first child and uh you know, I had, um, you know, a couple, I, I call them, you know, boomer bosses, because <laughs> I'm a millennial, but I had a couple right. boomer bosses that were very, like, very uh, stubborn and strict and all this kind of stuff. And they were just like, you know, uh, I was, I was, they, they, they would tell me stories like I was, you know, I, I, I never changed my kid's first diaper for the first two weeks. And I was back to work before, you know, they were even had their first, you know, feeding or something like that. I was like, man, I'm like, that's not me. I don't, I don't care. You know, I don't care about your right. silly stories. And they just kept on making me feel bad. And, um, you know, I was just like, I just, I was like, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't really got to stop. Like I got to go do something for myself. So I spent the next year, like doing everything. I did multi-level marketing. I did, you know, network marketing. I did e-commerce and marketing agencies. And I did all of this stuff and, you know, I mildly successful all the way, but then I was like, never, never made enough that I could like, you know, stay home and not have to work. And in Canada, we had EI, right? So I was on EI and, and okay. uh, it was running out. So I had to go back to work. And I was like, I don't want to go back to this tire shop. I want to go back and do something else. So coincidentally, I still got into tires, but there was a, <laughs> an entrepreneur in the same community I was in that was like, Hey, do you want to start up a brand new tire shop? And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So I started up this brand new tire shop right from the ground up. We put in all the equipment, we ordered all the uh, tools and we got all the paperwork and the software and everything installed right from the ground. We hired the people, we trained the people, we put in safety and all this kind of stuff, like um, SOPs, the whole works. And and so, you know, within the first six months, we grew to about a quarter million in, in revenue. And, you know, it was pretty good. It was like, there was like a huge demand for an extra tire shop in such a small community. Um, and I was like, man, like, I was actually, I, mean, I did a pretty good job. You know, I was like, man, that's kind of cool. So it was like, Around then, I was like, man, I'm like really good at like this whole startup and getting things built and and kind of organizing all this kind of stuff. And then the the maintaining or the just sitting there and just like you know going to work every day was just not for me. So I was like, hmm. So that year I took off. I went back to all those people I was working with, like with the affiliate marketing and the network marketing, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, hey, I I was really good at doing this stuff. You want me to help you with that? And they're like, yes, please. Oh my gosh, yes, take this off my plate. I'm like, huh. Hmm. Do you do you guys want to pay me? And they're like, yeah, of course, yeah. Here you go. And like, I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. Like, and so it ended up getting to the point where like, I was like, listen, I got too much work. Like, I got to go with this guy. He's paying me a little bit more. Well, how much is he paying me? I'm like, like a thousand bucks a month. I'll pay you twenty five hundred a month. I'm like, now I'm like in this bidding war with these people. So, anyways, long story short, I kind of failed my way into like realizing that like there was this huge need online and with like a lot of even brick and mortars and all this kind of stuff where we needed these systems and, and processes and softwares kind of optimized and built for them so they'd understand it and they were workable and usable and things like that. Right. And so uh, I ended up doing that. And within like the first four months of starting it, I ended up was able to quit that tire shop, bring in a manager to take over for me. I stayed for a while 
here and there to help them kind of transition, right? But um, yeah, I was able to do that. My wife never had to go back to work. And, you know, that was back in 2017. I haven't been back. So, you know, I've been just kind of growing up ever since then. So the whole integrated thing kind of just like, again, from from an accident, I suppose. I, I, I right. uh, yeah, I just built into this weird role of helping people everywhere and everywhere. So why is it you think entrepreneurs and, and business owners generally are not good at that? Or is um, I truly believe that they could be really good at it, um, but what they're better at is selling or coaching or whatever they're whatever they're doing, right? And and I think that like if they were to like sit down and focus and and really kind of you know you know take aim at what was you know like maybe their CRM for example, they would probably get it done very well. But the problem is, is every time you focus on something else like that, um, something else you know suffers. And so we had the same thing. I was at a accounts uh, hire. You probably know that that chain. I was yeah. a uh, branch manager, and they always told us like, if you hire and fire someone within the first three or four months, it costs the store around fifteen thousand dollars in lost revenue, wages, you know, sales, and all this kind of stuff because of the amount of effort it takes to train them up, right? And so I think it's the same way with like business owners are focusing on the things they should be focusing on. Um, you know, they they miss out on somewhere else, and so um, I think they could be good at it. I think they just they, they shouldn't be. I think they should just really you know, have a proper team or have a proper consultant or have a proper, you know, person or, you know, a mic that they go to and they're like, hey, this is what I need. This is the problem I'm having. You have a solution for it. And then I go and implement or that person implements or that team implements, if that makes sense. Right. Um, And so they can sit back and then actually focus on the growth and the revenue of the business rather than, you know, the little tiny minute problems like, you know, organizing a pipeline or building a nurture sequence or, you know, something like that. Right. So, so what, what does a business, how does a business owner know that they need help? What are the kind of things they should be looking for? The kind of red flags that start to say, uh, maybe I should. Yeah. One of the biggest ones I would find is like revenue is stagnant. Like it's staying the same and they are, you know, constantly working and constantly, you know, uh, you know, nothing is getting easier, if that makes sense. It's just like day to day, they're going to work and it's just the same, the same, the same. And they just have no more time to physically increase their revenue or increase their sales or increase their profit or whatever it might be. They have no time to focus on it. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like, once you get to that that point of like, that point of growth where it's stopped, that's what's like, hey, well, now you need someone else on your team that's actually gonna take you to the next level, right? And that, um, and it could be someone that you hire for the the store or your business or whatever it might be, or it could be a consultant that comes in and quickly quickly helps you put something together, if that makes sense, right? So I would find like that was probably one of the biggest red flags that I I got. They're like, you know, some of the business owners I work with, they're like, I don't even have a, I don't even have an hour to jump on a call with you during the week. I'm like, you don't have an hour? They're like, I don't have an hour. I'm like, you have 15 minutes? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> let's try. Let's like get in, right? And I've waited sometimes two weeks for a password to get into something. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just crazy. So I would say before you get to that point, you know, right. start working on things that might, you know, reduce, like, I like to say that I say, I save you either time or money or both. Right. That's like, that's what, that's what, that's the point of what we do. Right. We, we automate or we, I guess the motto is we eliminate, automate or delegate. Hmm. Right. So okay. we like eliminate that. what is absolutely not necessary. We automate what you absolutely have to have. And then we delegate what we can automate, right? And so we just kind of go with that. And so it's the advantage of working with somebody like you that it's one point of contact and you're managing 
the resources and the people beyond that because that's the other challenge if the business owner doesn't even have the time to jump on a 15 minute call they're not going to have the time to train somebody or bring them on board yeah. exactly and 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 if they do then something else suffers right and if it and if they're suffering when they're already stagnant in revenue growth or whatever it might be, you know, profit profitability. Now they've got to train someone that's also going to what that's going to decrease. And now they're gonna have this added expense of this employee or whoever it might be, right? Um, and so it still works. Like as long as you can remain profitable and in the next three months you train this person up and then you can grow, it, it'll still work that way. But it's just, you know, it's just definitely not ideal, right? You'd rather keep the same amount of revenue and stuff coming in or or not have to, you know work on the weekends or whatever it might be, or, you know. And, and, I, and I think sometimes as well, there are people that should not be leaders or managers. Correct. You know, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they are, you're, you're right. You mentioned they're really good at one thing. Yeah. They stay in their lane. I call it staying in your lane. But one of them is not, not people management. Which yeah. Is yeah a, stay in your lane. You are not, you are, you're not particularly good at this. You don't need to be. So don't take offense to that, but just, yeah. <laughs> you're not good at this. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Right. So 100%. And, you know, the humility and, 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 and stuff of that is like sometimes the business owner, you know, you're right. You know, and they, you get a, like the eye openers, I call them, and, you know, where they're just like, you know what? Oh my gosh, you're, you're 100%. Like, you know, um, and in nine times out of 10, like you, you, you pull someone like normally the business owner out of all of this, the weeds of what they're doing. And generally things get less complicated, a lot more easy. And, you know, there's not this micromanaging or this weird, you know, the, these things that just like, they're just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping it sticks, you know, it's just like, it's just chaos sometimes. And you're like, whoa, just stop. So, yeah. And do, and do you find that, that also, you know, you have a business owner, they, they did it this particular way because it worked initially, yeah. but then they're still running it that way. Yeah. And they, haven't kept, and they haven't kept up to date with the latest technology or tools or... Or even just, as you say, taking a step, taking a step back and just looking at the process and thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, when you start a business, the first thing you do is you just try to make some sales, right? And then after that, you want to deal with your customers. And then after that, you want to just like get some things in in, in place. So basically, you're failing your way until you know you you basically you 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 work until you come up with the problem, and then you develop a solution, and you work until you get to a problem, and then you develop a solution, and you work, and it just like continues like that. And that's how they most people build their businesses. It's just like a normal way. And so what happens is like they don't take that step back, and they go in the next six to twelve months. Am I doing what I'm doing right now? Is that going to actually work for me? Right? Is this software or this shiny object thing that I'm looking at right now, whatever it might be, maybe it's this piece of software, or this is this new phone line or whatever it might be, right? Is this is this going to be the same thing I need if I were to double my revenue in the next 12 months? Yes or no? No? Then why are you doing it right now? Let's, let's build it for you know the next 12, five years or, or 12, 12 months if I uh, you know like two, three, four, five years, right? So um generally that's what I would say. I was like, I come in, I go, I ask that question, and people are like, oh, that's a good question. Well, no, I don't think so. Like, okay, so let's take another step back and let's like really look at what we need and what we should be building, right? I just have a have an example of this. I have an online coach. They teach uh, uh, people how to start their own Airbnb business where okay. they can find you know rentals or something like that, and then they Airbnb them. And so uh, they were like, "Hey, we need to get a new course." platform because this course platform wasn't really nice. It wasn't very aesthetic and it had a lot of errors and all this kind of stuff. Let's move to this course platform. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're going to move to this course platform, but you're growing, you're getting about 10 new people in your course every week, right? Roughly. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, do you think that 
you're going to be adding anything else into the mix of this amount of people coming into your business. And they're like, well, yeah, we're going to have to get a new community manager. We're going to have to get a, you know, probably a different place to have the community. We're going to need this. We're going to need that. And we're going to need this. I was like, so the next three months, do you think this course, course platform is going to be what you need? They're like, no. Okay. So you're going to need community. What else are you going to need? So we, we list it off. And then we have this whole other solution that now needs to come in rather than this, you know, and I just, I just did that like, I think two days ago. Um, it just happened. So, and we, and it's good right? because no one really, no one really thinks that far. They're just like immediately. Let's come up with a solution wow, with it immediately. You know what I mean? Like Google it quick. That looks good. Buy it. Let's go. You know what I mean? So, um, they don't take that extra step, right? Or that five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it might be. Right. I, 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 how much do you actually kind of sit down with people and and look at you know the bigger picture, the vision, the where do you want to be in five years or ten years time? How important is that as part of your kind of intake or initial work with people? Yeah, so it depends. Like I, 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 I have like a the academy. So the Integrator Academy is like what I have right now. So a lot of my students are just going out and building like very, very simple things. Like they're doing some quick CRMs and they're helping you know business owners just build up some of the basic things that they're going to need to just like solve the problems immediately. Um, a lot of the clients that I have now, um, it's more of like I'm more of like I have people in place inside their offer working and doing all like the i call it the grunt work and all that kind of stuff but i like meet with them once a week and we just sit down and we go okay where are we at well, where are our problems this week and we really just sit down and then take that time so um yes and no right there's a bit of mm -hmm. there's a bit of both but the majority of every one of my clients will have that talk right like what are we doing what's your future plans what are you going to be doing in the next 12 months you know is is this exactly how you want to run your business in the next 12 months or is it kind of different is, is there anything going to change are you going to be adding this or that um, yes. Okay. Well, maybe we should, you know, change it up a little bit. So um, I would say every client I have, I have a bit of that talk at the beginning. And then some of my bigger clients that I'm like, you know, on retainer for or profit share for, um, I'll have that almost weekly or every other week. Yeah. And it could, this could apply to any business, basically. Well, mm -hmm. any business that runs kind of systems processes or... And pretty, much that's any, pretty much any business that has any form of online presence or that needs to, you know, organize their, 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 their sales or marketing systems online. Right. So the majority of business owners are not, you know, operating from a notebook anymore. Right. They're not, you know, writing out, you know, receipts and chits and, or whatever they call them on, on pieces of paper, notebooks and stuff anymore. They're not doing that. Like there are still a lot of like, you know, realtors and mortgage professionals and all that kind of stuff, you know, using Google sheets to organize their leads and stuff like that, but it's still, right. you know, but that's online. Right. And so, Pretty much any any business owner that has online, we can we can come in and help you with your sales and penny marketing, right? And do, and do you find CRM is one of the first go to yeah. things? Because I, I I certainly come across a lot of investors that they they are exactly doing, you know, the Google Sheet or the Excel Sheet. Yeah, hundred percent. There's just zero accountability with the Google Sheet. Um, there's no reminders. There's I think I read this stat a long time ago, and it was a couple of years ago, and I'll probably butcher this. So if anyone's listening and they know the actual stat, then you can correct me. Um, but they said something along the lines of like, you know, there was like six or eight billion dollars a year spent um, within the real estate industry on marketing alone yearly. Um, and 65% of the leads generated with that budget never receive a first response. And so yeah, that's a pretty staggering stat. You know what I mean? I read it, I was like, oh my. Gosh, like that is like that's a lot. That's a lot of money wasted on just like the fact that people are spending this money because they think they have to, but they don't even have the systems in place to just like have an automation go out and go, 
thanks for reaching out. How can I help or whatever? And the whatever the first response needs to be. Maybe it's a form or a phone call, whatever it might be. But I was just like, oh, that's 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 staggering. So yeah, like no one is still to this day, it's like 2023, like still to this day, people are using Google Sheets and they're just like, oh, I'll get to it. You know what I mean? But if it's like, if it's like picking up your kid from school or phoning or texting someone that just opted into your Facebook ad, what are you doing? Right. You're going to go be your kid. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to reach out to that person. So, you know, right then and there, they're already down the list going to the next realtor or they're going to the next person or the next Google My Business listing or whatever it might be. They're just, right. you're on to the next person, right? You just it's, lost it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I was on a webinar earlier this week um, and it's uh it's a, a company that builds websites for wholesalers. And they were saying a very similar thing. Is you, they, they were basically saying, we can double your leads just by one, doing one thing. And yeah. I was thinking, well, that's it. That's interesting. And it was exactly to that, that stat that you just said. I don't think they said 65, but they said one in every two leads just never gets a, a response. And if you're, I mean, that's even less than my stat. I mean, even if it's 50%, that's still too much. You know what I mean? Right. Like, my goodness. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think any lead should go without, you know, at least a hello or a hey, thanks. You know, they took the time to do it. Right. Um, so, yeah, you, you definitely need to have some sort of system to at least say hi. And the other thing is like, even, even a brick and mortar business that has no online presence or not even an online presence, but it has no like crazy online systems. There's software out there right now. One in particular that I use like every day. Um, but you can actually just take a phone number from the CRM, put it into your Google My Business, and you know what that is, right? Google My Business is like your listing on Google. You can put that phone number in Google, have it forward to your main business line. And when people phone it and you can't answer it, it'll automatically text them back and say, hey, very sorry, we're busy. How can we help? Like that one little tiny piece of software to catch 100% of all the calls that are coming through that you miss with a text could be the difference between, you know, $100,000 a year or a $200,000 a year. Right. Just that, yeah. just that alone. There's 100%, you know, uh, and people don't realize, and most people don't realize like Google My Business has a chat messaging thing. So you can go into your Google My Business listing right now and enable a chat. So people can go to your Google My Business, hit the chat button and text you. And most people have no idea that that feature's there. I'm going to have to go check mine now. There you go, right? There you go. But like, but the other cool thing about that is like, there's the same software can hook up to automatically text a person back can also automatically message a person back that messages you on Google My Business. Right. Same thing. Like you can, you can have all of that in place with one software that you set it up once and it's, it's, it's good to go. Once I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's just like, as long as you're, have that software open on your computer or it texts you and pings you, hey, a reminder, you got someone that just, there's a message to you or, you know, generally what happens is you're on the phone already or you're in front of someone, they're paying or whatever it might be, or you're you're on a listing and you're looking at something or whatever and you can't take that call, you know, there they've already gone through the Google My Business listing or they've gone through the website or they've gone wherever they've gone and there was no answer. So they're now back under their phone. They go to swipe up and go to go down to look, find someone else. And then boom, you've texted them. It's like, hmm. oh, boom, I, I'm not even going to go to the next person. I'm going to text you back. And so um, just little tiny things like that. It's just like, oh, so so impactful. It can be. And, and what about CRMs? Who is there a particular CRM that you like, or does it depend on what people are trying to achieve? Yeah, so I, I use a particular CRM called Go High Level. Um, and it's got a bit of a bad rap because it's like there's some, there's a, like a lot of affiliates pushing it and they don't offer any support and stuff like that. 
Um, I have my own white labeled version of Go High Level called Nurture to Profit. And uh, I basically, it's the same thing. It's Go High Level, it's the same prices. I just white label it and I have a, a trading platform. I have coaching going on. I have support. I have videos. I have all of that stuff inside of it. So when you get in, you pay the same price as going to go high level, but then you have everything I have. My whole team's there. We have people that can build things for you. We have all that kind of stuff. So mm. I really like go high level. And the only reason I like go high level is not, it's not more simple than other softwares. It's not more you know aesthetic than other softwares or whatever it is, but it's just got more features for less price. Uh, and, and you have the ability to grow into it and use all these features and not have to go pluck things together. So my career, my, my beginning of my career, there were, there wasn't softwares like this. And so why I got my I start when I got my start was because I used to glue things together. I call it, I glue the internet together. So I'd have to connect software A with software B to software C to software D and then put it over. You know what I mean? Like I'd have to right. connect all these external softwares together. And so like, you'd need like, just to set up a basic CRM and have Calendly and a booking widget and all that kind of stuff. And then you'd want like maybe Sly Broadcast to send out a voicemail. And then you need a, uh, you need a, a, a phone dialer, like a voice, a voice over IP or something. You, you know, you got to connect them all together into your CRM. So you have to, you know, and so now like Go High Level has all of that in one. You don't have to go anywhere else. You just stay inside there and it's all inside, right? It's got the whole works. So I, that's what I always push. But I mean, I, uh, as an integrator, I, I use and I can set up like closed.io, pipe drive, HubSpot, you, you name that we can, we can, we can elbow. I, I can remember for my sales days where we looked at kind of very early CRMs. I'm trying to remember, I think it was gold mine or something many, yeah. like years and years ago. Yeah. But I, I remember the trainer coming in and saying a CRM is only as good as the operator who's putting the information in. Mm -hmm. so, so it is important to have that training, isn't it? And and understand what it's going to do for you versus otherwise you may as well just have a Google sheet. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's the biggest problem is the reason like in, in the SaaS industry, right? So software as a service, um, the biggest problem people have, like the churn that people have is because people just don't understand how to, how to use the software. People just don't understand the features and then they leave and they go to the next thing, right? And um, they just keep bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, right? And so the reason why I don't recommend people go to just go high level or just a pipe drive and do with the thing and why to go through a light white labeled person like myself or whoever else is white labeling is because they have a program together to be like, okay, you are going to purchase a CRM. We'll have a bit of it set up already for you. You can also get this onboarding call. We're going to take you directly through and get at least your domain hooked up. And we're going to get your pipeline, at least your sales process formed. And we're going to get your, your, your forms on your website changed over to the CRM. So they automatically populate. We're going to get automatic tech specs going, you know, blah, 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 right? We're going to do that in your onboarding. And then every week we have these Tuesday calls where you can join us live and ask any questions you want, right? And so you can jump on and get this training and all that kind of stuff. So it's easier to adopt as you have like, you know, partners that will help you do that. Right. And so, um, yeah, otherwise if we didn't have any of it together and you just like required to go through a couple of videos to get it done, you'll never do it. You'll just, they'll just go on to the next person again. Right. Right. And do you ever get to the point where you're helping businesses actually hire people? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have, um, the two girls I mentioned, uh, their names, Loris and Meljane. Um, they've been with me since like end of 2017, beginning of 2018. So quite a while now they've been with me and uh, they are just very resourceful. And so a lot of times what I'll do is, um, and th this might be very controversial, uh, but I don't like hiring American or Canadians um, because I just find that just don't work hard. 
and they are entitled and they want all this money and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and I just like, I've done it a hundred times and I just always get burned or they're just not showing up or, or they find something else or whatever it might be. And like, I just go to the Philippines and I find these girls and they are generally, you know, generally single mothers who are at home and they can't go work or whatever it might be. And they would love a job. And so that's where I go. And I, I have people, I've placed probably over like five or 600 virtual assistants that now still have jobs in businesses all across Canada and the United States that are, you know, answering phones or, you know, doing remedial tasks or updating invoices in QuickBooks or, you know, you name it. Yeah. Right. So do you find people reluctant to do that? Not from a, uh, you know, because they want to hire Canadian or whatever, but from the fear of information being, you know, misused or, you know, yeah. access to information. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes there's a huge fear of that. Um, generally, like if people have, you know, um, a fear of like, you know, information getting stolen or things like that, then I would just get not give them the information that information you don't want, right? So right. if you don't want them doing invoices or you don't want them emailing your customers or something like that, then don't. Then work on the other tasks that you um, can actually delegate properly, right? So, and then I always ask them what, you know, like what, what information, what stuff, what are they going to do? You know, what, what what are they actually going to, how are they going to roll around? You know what I mean? Like, and then generally, they generally I get the, well, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, I always get that. Like, I'm just like, you know, you're not going to give them the, your bank details. You're not going to give them your social security number. You know what I mean? You're not, gonna, you're not going to give them any of this stuff. You're just going to be like, hey, can you answer the phone and use this script and just like book them in for appointments or something like that? So, like, okay. They can't really ruin anything. I mean, there's going to be a few phone calls they might butcher at the beginning when they're training, but like any Canadian, same thing. It's, it's going to do the same thing. It's going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's like, you know, apples and apples there or apples and oranges uh, for that matter. But, um, yeah, I would just say that like using things like screenshot monitor, right? So like when they have to log in to a screenshot monitor that takes pictures of their screenshots and, and uh, of their desktop. So you can see what they're working on and when they're working on it. Using like a password manager, such as like LastPass or something like that is really good because then you can revoke LastPass at, at a moment's notice and you can't get into anything. And if you give them business email, like Google Workspace or, you know, G Suite or whatever it might be called now, you can actually... Um, reset cookies inside of there that logs them out of everything, right? right? And so it's just like within like five minutes, you can just revoke their entire business and their entire business access as long as you set it up that way. And we help do that as well, right? Like that we right. help structure your business so that like if you're like, well, this person, you know, this person's gone MIA and I heard something from here or whatever, I saw this weird message, you know, revoke cookies, revoke LastPass, reset and uh, suspend user and done. Like they have no access to anything anymore, right? right. So, so what, what advice do you have for somebody who's going to work with somebody like yourself? What, what are the things that you like uh, to see a client kind of do that makes your life easier or uh, makes the whole thing run more smoothly? Just, just write it down, get a little organized and just write down like, what, what is, what is the plan? What do you want to do? What, what are your biggest faults? Where do you, what do you see yourself what, in your ideal work day? What do you really want to be doing? Right. What are the things that you just really don't want to be doing? Right. And so like from there, then we just, once we get a grocery list, we just start on the top and go to the bottom. Right. Or if we want to wait it and number it, whatever we want to do, we'll just start at one place and get down to the bottom. Right. So I would just say like, just really understand where they want to go. Most people like you're like, okay, cool. So what's your next six months look like? And they're like, I'm talking about that far ahead. You know, 
really? You no idea. You're just gonna wing it all the way through. Yep. Like, okay. So let's 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 think a little bit ahead. Like, where do you, you know, where do you where do you see yourself in the next six months if all of this was taken away from you? You know, people like don't even like sometimes comprehend being able to like take all of these tasks away from themselves. And generally, a lot of times, um, we we've like seriously um upset people because they're like, I got nothing to do. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do, Mike. I've never had this before. And they're like genuinely concerned. They're like, I need this back. I'm gonna go do this. Can can we can we get can we let go of that VA? I'm just gonna go back and do that. And you're like, no. <laughs> no, like, let's work on the other. Like I've had that a couple of times, and you're like, "Whoa, right. it's, it's it's pretty funny." So yeah, I would say just like make sure have a bit of a plan, like where where do you want to go, and what do you see yourself doing every day, and what what do you dislike the most and uh, doing in your business, and and where where do you think your biggest money generating activities are, and that's what you should be focusing on, right? That's that's the stuff you can't delegate. Well, everything else, let's try and delegate around me. Okay. So I don't think we can have a conversation nowadays without mentioning AI. So how how has that changed what you're doing for clients and, and where do you see it going and, and benefiting clients? So it hasn't changed anything for me yet. So okay. I'm still I'm still of the opinion that AI is just probability, it's just math, right? That's all it is right now. It's not actually I think a true AI. I think it's coming. I think it's coming, but for the most part, it's like still in its very infancy, infancy stage. Um, I think that it's really good in terms of like what I just spoke about, like trying to come up with a list or trying to come up with ideas and asking an I how to do this or summarize that. I think it's really good. It's a very good right. time saver in regards to that. Like, especially like a lot of my clients I've been setting up, like, okay, after you've done this Zoom call, the Zoom recording goes to here to Otter AI and then it transcribes Otter AI. And then it goes to chat GPT and we get a summary created. And then that summary gets put into Slack. And then we have a summary of all our meetings every single time we're done, right? And, and you know, that's a really cool automation. It saves a bunch of time. The meeting summarized. Anyone that missed it can go see it, blah, 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 right? So I love AI for that. But right now there's nothing, in my opinion, that's um, like, I, I truly believe that you know, AI can come up with some pretty good content ideas, but I still think that there needs to be the human element added to every single one of them all the time. Um, but for the most part right now, I just think AI is is mostly a good time saver on the majority of like the the the, the writing or the thinking or the summarizing or, you know, the ideas and, and things like that. Like, especially like when I like, I'll grab a transcription, I'll be like, hey, can you come up with like 10 uh, slideshow topics or uh, 10 slides um in three different categories and then it'll build me a little bit of a presentation okay cool you know i really like that and then i'll go through and i'll still edit it and come up with different ideas and put my fling and my zing on it um but yeah i think we're still like all ai is really doing is just like grabbing grabbing your text for the most part putting it into a bunch of numbers throwing it out to the internet and going what's the most probable match of bringing that back that's all it's really doing right now it's not it's not really thinking it's just more probabilities but yeah do you, see it, do you see it replacing, because I saw on social media this week, somebody posted a picture of a Wendy's drive through and it said, please speak clearly and slowly so that we can get your order right. And you, and it turns out it's a, it's AI, it's or a version of, I, I guess. Um, and yeah, they're actually... IVR has been out for a while. Like, so yeah, I think it's just a version of like an IVR, like an interactive voice recording or something like that. Like, um, and it's just taking prompts. It's like a phone call, like you get on a phone call, things like that. I think that's been out for a while. And I think um I think 
to be honest with you, uh, most people can't even survive off the wages that those jobs are. It's it's right. it's granted. You know, like I don't know. You know, uh, I don't. I, I I don't think I'm qualified enough to actually give an opinion on like you know. Um, you know what was the alternative for the people losing their jobs to that kind of stuff? I really don't. I think it's a right. shame. I, but I also think that, especially in Canada, like I live in the Okanagan, like you can't even get it. You can't even rent a house here for three thousand less than three thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? You can't even buy a um, a rundown house up the hill from me right now is like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? I'm at, you know, like you can't work at Wendy's and live here. You know what right. I mean? So like places like the Okanagan where I live, like Wendy's needs that here because you can't like it. I don't know where these people, I don't know how these people live. Like, unless there's eight of them in a house, like, I have no idea how that, how that would work. Right. Good point. A um, couple of questions I like to ask guests before we kind of wrap up and let people know where they can find you. Uh, who, who's a favorite personal brand, somebody that you admire or are inspired by? Um, so that's a hard one for me because I, I don't like um, a lot of the brands that are out there that um, I think they're just too, uh, what do you call it, fake. So a lot of the gurus are there. I just don't, I don't really vibe with that kind of stuff. The one true person that I really like that I don't think has a ton of branding going on or anything like that is like Elon Musk um, or people like very similar to him where it's like the only thing that comes out of his mouth is truth. Um, and sometimes it's like what people don't want to hear, even though it's like, even though it's like his like general opinion, it's the truth coming out of his mouth. But I really like that. I like that he's just like all for, you know, um, he's, 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 he's pretty genuine in, in terms of that. Um, as for, as for other people, um, I, I don't have anyone else that comes to the like top of mind, uh, like as a personal brand, to be honest with you. But, um, like I said, I think I just like the people that are like overly genuine, right? They're not like faking their, their life or anything like that. Yeah. Yolan has a ton of money and stuff like that, but like, you know, he drives a model S and he lives in like a, you know. Uh, instant house you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> i don't know that's pretty <laughs> right. cool okay uh, what about a favorite uh, business book or podcast um so one of my favorite books is um i think i've got it here basically is the slight edge okay I, I don't jeff, jeff Olson. Jeff Olson. yeah I, I really like this book it's one of my favorite i would think that like the other thing that business owners it's definitely not my favorite book but it's one of my favorite books that i think people should read is um profit first and yep. it's just i find that most business owners including myself um and no humility here but like um i i suck at money i suck at finances i suck at like work i've never i was never taught and i don't think like even like even in school i was never like, taxes or, like how to organize money and how to put things away and like even when you get into business it's like you, you have no idea how to hire an accountant or uh, what to ask or what questions to do and generally you you hire a big firm they're just like they don't care, right? They're not going to tell you anything, right? They're just going to collect their checks. So I think understanding like those two things are probably pretty important. I like the profit first thing, organizing your your bank accounts and having different accounts for different things, and you know, paying yourself first and things like that. So yeah, I, I can remember when I, I I went to implement that and went to my bank and said I need five checking accounts, and they said, well, that's going to cost you. This. I said, no, no, I'm not going to pay for them. You're going to give yeah. them to me free, and they wouldn't do it. They just couldn't understand what I was trying to do. They they finally did it, but it was all deposit accounts, and that's fine. It works, uh, but yeah. it's yeah, it's a good it's a good book. And the yeah, the Jeff Olson one, uh, the one I have, which is similar, is uh, the Compound Effect, okay, by, by Darren Hardy. And I I typically will pick that up maybe once every twelve eighteen months and kind of just do a re re scan of it because it's a it's the kind of thing. There's, it's a good it's a good reminder. So. There's one more, and this one's a really boring one. 
But this one, because I'm like, I'm a super analytical person. Like my mother, if you, if you knew her, she was like a PSNO champion. She's like, all she did was like systems and processes. Um, it's called the great mental models is general thinking concepts. And this is like uh, volume volume one. Um, um, and I've got a bunch of stands. You can tell I've, I've, I've opened this a bunch of times and I've read it quite a few times. And I just like, I like, I like the way I like a lot of these because they just teach you or they, they talk about a different way of thinking. Um, mm. And it's just like, it, you don't really think about thinking a different way. Um, but I really like this one because it's like, um, they, they, one of the, the first ones is about like a map, for example. You look at a map and you're like, this is the most accurate thing we have, this map right here. You're like, man, like I've got all the streets and I've got all the, the signs and, and, and it's labeled and all that. You, you would say that this map is pretty pretty accurate, right? And, but then you like stand inside your house and you close your eyes and you, you, you just go through this map only or whatever like this. And, and then you bump into like a, a garbage can. Well, it's not that accurate anymore, is it? And so takes you into like these really deep concepts of like how to think differently and and how like one thing even though it seems like it is this that it, there's a whole nother uh, back way I can't really describe it very well again I'm not uh I'm not uh overly I like again I love reading it but um I, I have to read it and come up with a couple more things but it just teaches you a different way of thinking and I love that and I think that's that's kind of what we've been talking about it's kind of what you do for people isn't it you yeah. kind of take a step back and you help them think differently yeah okay you've done this for five years or 10 years or whatever but have you thought about it from a yes, 90, de 90 degree angle or something yeah then, yeah did you come at a right. different angle yeah exactly or if we open up this or we or we uh, you know push back out you know um like the map you know what i mean going back right. in and going back out kind of thing you know is there a different way of looking at it that could you know benefit or whatever it might be so um if 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 you're a good reader um, again, I'm not trying to scare anyone. It's it's definitely very interesting, but it's also like one of those. I forget. There's a book I read one time, and it was like, like by Julius Caesar or something. I forget what it is. Um, I forget what it's called, but very dry, very dry. Right. Um, so this is the same thing. It's like very dry. It's kind of like a textbook. Yeah, you know, read a couple concepts at a time if you can. But like, it just gets you. Know, like, I think it's good to like get a couple concepts down and then just stop and then just be able to like work your day and work work another couple of days of just thinking about what you just you know read and what you experience and then just like maybe try and like relate to that to a couple of the situations that you're in maybe take some notes and then next time you're on a meeting you're talking to someone read that and then go into the zoom meeting or whatever meeting it is you know thinking that way right so yeah i love it because i'm just like i have to be so solution oriented i i love being able to think differently people are like wow i never thought about that and like oh yeah <laughs> And what about uh, a new tool or resource that you're enjoying using at the moment? Yeah, so um, I would say like I've just gone full fledged into the the go high level stuff, um, just because uh, it's such a great tool. There's so much coming out with it. So I'm saying one of the tools that I'm using right now um, is go high level for all of my business needs, as well as all my customers and all this kind of stuff. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty. It's pretty amazing to be honest with you. Um, so that would be, I would say that I think that's one new tool that I'm I'm using. Uh, the other tool that I'm using, um, and this just might be, um, you know, not necessarily for everyone. I'm just bringing it up here. It's called Motion. Okay. You're talking about AI, and uh, basically it takes your calendar and all your tasks, and it, like it puts it where you have time and you have slots and stuff like that. And and if you don't complete it and if you don't do anything, it'll move it to another day. And it'll constantly bring your tasks into um, 
um, into, into order for you. It'll like literally, it's like, a, it's like a personal assistant, but AI. And it's not really AI, again, it's just finding times according to your rules um, and the tasks that you have and puts it on the calendar. And if they go by without clicking it or completing it, it'll just move it to another spot for you. And so you can't, you can't really forget. You can't forget them. So I work specifically, I only work in Google Calendar, right? And so it's so important that I like have everything in there. And so I found that that'd be, you know, my productivity goes goes up, I would say quite a bit. Not, right. um, the hardest part is putting tasks in there, to be honest with you. Right. And do you have a quote that inspires or motivates you? Yeah. So my 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 favorite quote of all time, and it has a little bit of a backstory. I don't know if we have time, but yeah, um, yeah for sure. Uh, so I was the the quote is gold isn't where you think it is, it's where you find it. Um and so when I was up north, like where I like it was at the tire shop and all that, I used to have a gold claim. And uh huh. it was it was a big gold claim. I used to, you know, had I had sluice and I found gold and it was it was really fun. It was just like it was more of a hobby than anything. Um and so this random time I was out there and I was like struggling and I was by myself and uh, I was panning out there. My, my shotgun was like out by the trees and stuff like that. And like, I just, you know, I was in my zone panning and just like playing around, but I wasn't finding anything crazy good or anything like that. And it was just like, it, I, it just still feels like a dream because I just like still don't believe this happened to me. But like, I looked over and there's this man standing on the sandbar right beside me. And it was this old, really old looking man, like really bushy, raggedy clothes and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, like I was startled, like shook. Like I was like, I didn't, I have nothing to say. My gun's far away. I, I'm jumping into this frigid creek. I don't know what's going on here. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it was like a, you know, a walking dead thing. Like a bigger, it's going to start coughing and choking and it's going to turn into his own. I was like, I was like, anyways, like I'm kidding. Like it was weird. And then he just points to this hill way up from where I'm working. And then he looks at me, he goes, goal isn't where you think it is. It's where you find it. And I like looked over the hill and I looked back and he's like walking into the bush. Wow. I later found out that the guy was like actually like like demented and like uh like lived out in the bush and committed a bunch of like felonies and like like was like destroying like logging equipment and all that. And I was like they trapper jack or something they called him, I think. But um real guy, apparently really smart, really intelligent, but I went up that hill, found it, uh, or went up and just started panning up this hill where he pointed to. And it was like the night sky of glittery gold. It was like very fine gold, but it was like night and day. So like where I was actually, I was like, I was on the inside bend. I was up a little bit. I was digging down a couple inches. Like I was exactly where, you know, you should find gold on a gold bearing river in a plaster claim and uh, couldn't find it, but get up like that far. And so like gold isn't where you think it is, is where you find it. I, I, I adapt that almost into everything a business now in, in terms of like, you know, just because you think, this is the way it should be doesn't necessarily mean it's the way it, it, it is right and it's like just because you think gold is on the inside uh shoulder of the bend of a, of a river of a gold bearing creek doesn't mean gold's going to be there it might be a hundred feet up the hill you know what i mean right. and it's just i don't know i love i loved it i love that and i i tell that quite often to be honest with you i use that quote all the time because it's just so relevant in business too because people just get so so like I have tunnel vision into like what they're doing or what they're thinking. They just can't take a step back. So. I love that story. I think that, that is a perfect conclusion to what we've been talking about. It's just, Agreed. Yeah, definitely. yeah, completely underlines it. So how can people find out more about you? Um, so where can um, they find have, it, Mike? Yeah, there's two different, two different ways. Like if you're looking for an actual integrator for your business and stuff like that, then um, uh, you can just go to, uh, you can find me on social media, Michael Dallas Peterson, um, SEN. 
and uh, on on Facebook or something like that. I also have a, a website called uh, it's, it's Social Aim Solutions. Um, com. And, uh, but if you're looking to actually become an integrator and you want to help out businesses like this and actually make a full-time career out of it and from what you're doing, then you can go to the same place, Facebook, Michael Alex Peterson, find me there, or you can go to theintegratoracademy.com. And I have a, a training program where I'm teaching people how to actually become an integrator because I have too much work. And a lot of my clients that are coming back that need me again, I cannot give them time of day. So I need to I was like, I just, I was like, well, I better start teaching people how to do this. There's not a lot of us around here. So, right. cool. All right. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes. And, and thank you for the insights today, Mike. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I, I think you've given people a lot of things to think about. And oh, uh, appreciate you having yourself, me. Have yourself a brandtastic day. Thank you. Well, was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business? So get to it. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.